1: Contact. Coordinates to follow.
0: Hey there, welcome to Warrior U. Join retired Special Forces Officer Bram Connolly as he explores resilience, mental toughness, high-performing habits and other aspects that are required to develop a warrior mindset. Warrior U, it's the performance edge. Hey gang, I want to give a massive shout out this week to my sponsors and in no particular order, or is there, anyway, I'll let you try and work that out so the sponsors special operations research and development or sword they design and supply legit tactical gear i've used their equipment most of my army career it's never let me down second off the bat Tacmed australia specialists in emergency medical equipment and training for complex environments this group knows what they're on about so go and check out their website now brother shave they're a brilliant not-for-profit veteran business ringers western True Blue Aussie Clothing Company with amazing workwear and casual clothes. And last but not least, Aussie Strength. So if you're after workout equipment, you need to check them out. Their stuff is quality, and I'm in the process of replacing a lot of the equipment in my gym with Aussie Strength gear. Some of you might know what gear I'm talking about from my Instagram account, and I'm currently replacing some of it. So there you have it, my sponsors.
1: So my name's Danny Holzman. I have been at Halo now for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, so my background's in neuroscience. When I joined Halo three and a half years ago, um, I was on the research team. So I was doing a lot of the early studies here when the, Halo was basically just a research lab at that point. Yeah. Once we actually created the product, had the product in hand, I transitioned more to the partnerships side of the business. So now I work with the elite level athletes, elite organizations, um, musicians, and just help them understand the product, get the most out of the product. Um, and to some extent help organizations create their own research programs.
0: What is it? What what is the actual product, the Halo Neuroscience headphones? Like what does it do? Like just a rough overview.
1: Yeah, so uh, it is a brain stimulator Mm. that uses a technology that's called transcranial direct current stimulation to essentially help the brain learn faster. Um, And the product that you see Halo Sport is specifically helping people learn movements faster because we're targeting the part of the brain that controls your movements.
0: Right. Okay. Is it safe?
1: Yes. Uh, so, I mean, number one, there's been from Halo sport alone uh, close to 300,000 stimulation sessions in the world at this point, wow. no negative side effects. And then tDCS beyond Halo has been around for, you know, about 15 to 20 years in the research community. Um, safety profiles, excellent. And then even beyond that, Uh, I like to talk like in theory, nothing could go wrong. Your brain is an electric organ. It produces a lot of electricity itself. The amount that we're giving it is tiny, tiny, tiny compared to what it's producing by itself.
0: Right. I mean, I've got one in front of me here. I was probably one of the first people in Australia to buy them. I I lobbied Halo for ages to to give me a free one so I could review it on the podcast. They didn't. So I bought one. We We didn't
1: give you one. I'm sorry.
0: You didn't. So what that means is I'm now, um completely unbiased, whereas I would have given you an awesome rap. <laughs> um but no, I, I, I love it. And what I what I like about it is because of my because of the background that I've got in special forces, I know that it's not practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. And so for instance, if you're drawing a pistol or something like that, you might you might go through thirty thousand, you know, permeations, permutations of that same draw sequence to get it to get it right over the course of however, however long, you know, over years, Um, whereas I think what this does is accelerates that perfect practice. Is that, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So I I love what you said. Perfect practice makes perfect. Um, because that is even more true when you're wearing halo, Mm. like what, what we're doing is not magic, right? We're not going to magically make somebody better, faster, stronger, right? But if you do proper repetition, if mm. you're training in the right way, what we're going to do is help you ingrain those movements mm. uh, more quickly into muscle memory, more quickly right. into the brain.
0: So for, for me now, my, my the application that I use these headphones is I, first of all, I soak, soak the pads in water, then put them back in, um, and then I wear it for 20 minutes prior to working out. And, and I use it for things like... Um, Uh, clean snatches, box jumps, um, you know, wall balls to some extent to get into the right positions, things like that. Um, Yeah. And and I suppose it would be really good for things like overhead, overhead squats and things like that as well. Although I've seen a lot of triathletes wear them too.
1: Yeah. I mean, largely speaking, the things that we can help people with uh, again, anything having to do with movement. So that's skill and technique, Mm. uh, strength and power, and its endurance; mm. those are all things that your motor cortex of your brain are going to be responsible for. Right. Um, so what you're doing is is exactly right. You know, wear it 20 minutes right before a training session, mm. and that 20 minutes of stimulation will leave your brain in the state of what we call hyperplasticity, a hyper learning, hyper sticky state um, mm. for one hour afterwards. So that's when you really get into your training, uh, and each repetition is going to be more meaningful for your brain.
0: Do you need to wear it? While you're doing the training as well, I see, and a lot of the a lot of people wear them after they've after that twenty minutes.
1: You can take it off after the twenty minutes, right? Um, yeah, once the simulation stops, some people leave it on and listen to music, but I would say most people uh, tend to take it off. Mm. Um,
0: so if you're wearing it on the way to the gym, that sort of thing. On
1: your way to the gym, as you're stretching, warming up, getting loose, uh, and then depending on the movement, you know, some people like to wear it during during their movements if you're squatting you're not all that explosive mm. um, so it's okay to be wearing the headset during that
0: yeah right and so what's the um what's the science behind it like how does it actually work
1: yeah so you you heard me say that word hyperplasticity yep. and um to understand what that means i think first let's back up and talk a little bit about neuroplasticity. Um, Of course, the idea that your brain has this awesome ability to constantly change and adapt, learn new things, change technique, um, and that's all through neural circuits. Mm. Um, Your brain can always change by building new circuits, strengthening circuits, weakening circuits. It's constantly changing. Mm. What a little bit of electric stimulation, transcranial direct current stimulation can do is basically excite the neurons of the brain to put them in a, a state that's hyperplastic, mm. um, more capable of building connections, um, more capable of strengthening connections. And so that is essentially allowing you to learn those repetitions that you're doing faster.
0: Mm. And I've noticed that U.S. special operations are using them as well, which I think is something that maybe Australian special operations could look at, especially for, for things like room room combat and, and, and the like.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, one of our earliest partners, um, Special Operations Command, mm. in the states, and you know, I think they started off doing mostly kind of things on human performance side, helped people get stronger, faster, more mm. explosive. Mm. Um, recently, looking a little bit more at the tactical side, so you know, mm. shooting form, shooting speed, yeah, um, and yeah, seeing seeing some pretty great results there.
0: Yeah, what are some of the results that you that you guys have seen? you know, so with, with power athletes or speed athletes, um, what, what can someone expect to have from, you know, the what sort of results can they expect to have from owning a pair of, a pair of these headphones?
1: Yeah. So we work with a a ton of individual athletes, of course, and have heard amazing stories, but the way for us to truly know that something is happening, Mm -hmm. um, we set up larger research experiments, Right. right? So, uh, early on in the company, we started working, with um, the US Olympic ski team, mm. and that relationship started as a research relationship. Uh, they really wanted to test it out for themselves. So i walk you through the experiment a little bit, basically we took ski jumpers, split them up into tr- two groups. One group received real stimulation, one group received what's called sham stimulation, basically tickles their head in a similar way, but doesn't actually do anything. Mm. Um, so that acts as a placebo control. Uh, and what we saw is we we set them up on basically a jump task, uh, measuring both the skill of the jump and the explosion of the jump. And of course, everyone improves over a four week protocol. But we saw about a thirteen percent improvement wow. in the Halo group over the control group.
0: That's big, thirteen percent.
1: Yeah, which, which is big, and it's uh, you know it was early on in their training, so you know I think everybody was accelerating pretty quickly. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, thirteen percent over. Uh, a control group who's already improving is, is quite substantial.
0: As an as an average across that across that group, or is that every person was around thirteen percent?
1: That's an average. So yeah, if you take so some, uh, the stimulation group and compare them to that control group, it was mm-hmm. about 13% improvement.
0: Yeah, right. And what about for endurance athletes, like triathletes and, and the like? If you're um you know, I mean there is some there is a lot of technique that people don't probably realise with with triathlon, especially with swimming, um, I mean running obviously has a certain type of technique around it. You're either and you can learn to run well, but ri- riding in particular, you know, there's a requirement to have power going around the around the you know the chain. Um, so I'm trying to describe it to people. So you've got when you when you're pedaling, you're not just pushing down; you're sort of like pushing and pulling through the the pedal stroke, and that takes a fair bit of time and effort to get the. The weight right on either pedal um, to bring down that to bring down that sort of factor. Do, would this so they do twenty minutes before an hour's ride? Are they then right? Yeah. So uh, what, what's happening then for a cyclist, for instance?
1: Yeah. So what you just outlined is is exactly right. I think what most endurance athletes are are realizing is what we're helping them improve is their efficiency. Yeah. Um, so instead of going for like you know a five hour ride after using stimulation, most cyclists will use this. Um on the trainer when they're really w- focused and really working on their technique because, mm. uh, as you were alluding to, I mean, in a very, very long race, you need to be as efficient as possible with those movements because every inefficient movement you have is gonna have huge consequences mm. um, in in a large race. Mm. So, yeah, again, as you were saying, I mean, most of the benefits that endurance athletes are seeing are becoming more efficient with their technique, mm. uh, which they therefore then see large impacts in in an endurance race.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing, amazing bit of kit. Um, and so who, who was the initial inventor?
1: Yeah, so the the two founders of Halo, um, Dr. Daniel Chow and Dr. Brett Wingard, started the company in 2013. Uh, they, they came from a different neurostimulation company, actually a medical device mm. that required implanting an electrode into the brain of epileptic patients mm. um, in incredible technology able to detect and then stop seizures from happening. So what, you know, what they were seeing was the the powers that electric uh, current can have on the brain. Mm. The frustrating part being it required brain surgery was very, very invasive. So um, all that being said, like what what they were seeing around the time they invented halo was this technology transcranial direct current stimulation, TDCS really start to take off in the research world. Mm. Um, so they were not the ones to invent TDCS. Uh, they were the ones to take TDCS and package it into a form that people could use outside of the research lab.
0: Yeah, right. And and it's, it's been quite successful in America, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we started selling uh, products around two years ago at this point. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing to see uh, just people's response to it, people's results. Mm. You know, it's, it's a very new concept to people like looking at training from a neurological perspective yeah um but i think once once you hear about it it's something that's a light bulb kind of goes off it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i haven't really been talking about optimizing uh from the brain down you know you do so much to optimize your body but you don't up to this point think so much about the neurological side
0: yeah i mean i i use it i've used it i'm going to use it more i've used it pretty regularly for about three weeks while i was um trying to get double unders uh which mm-hmm. is a you know sk- skipping and get, getting it to pass twice under your feet and what i found was i was having more success with that with it um with the technique of that while while training after but the problem i was getting was i was getting tired and then and then doing bad training which was reinforcing the bad training it's one of those things where it i probably wasn't with it without a coach i was probably going at it from a different um angle where where I think that if I do it the next time, I might um, try and use them prior to the warm-up and then spend 10 to 15 minutes rather than hours trying to pre- perfect this thing. Timing issue, it is a body movement issue. It's a fatigue issue. And I think the halo probably addresses all three of those those issues. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think it's a great exercise. Like you said, I mean, there's... Um... There's a lot going on in double-unders there. It's a, it's a lot of technique. It's a lot of mm. you know jumping higher, mm. um, a lot of coordination. So mm. I, I think it's a great task to mm. you know prove it out on yourself.
0: Yeah, the, um, the problem I've got is I've never been able to do double-unders, and now I've got these halos, and now I'm training more to do double-unders, and I just want to make sure that I'm just not suddenly being able to do it because I am getting better at it because I'm spending more time training to do it.
1: Of like course, I, yeah. But I mean, and, and this is the issue uh, of like what we call an n equals one study, right? Someone right. trying to see the results for themselves. There's just oh, my whole life so
0: many, is n equals one. That's, a, that's
1: right, exactly. Yeah. But there's just so many factors that go into it. Like yeah. you said, I mean, you're you're learning something new. Mm. Um, you know, how well did you sleep the night before? What did yeah. you eat the night before? What did you have for breakfast? All of these things are going to have an impact on your performance, right? Um, so you know i always recommend like first off look at the bigger picture look at the research where you can cancel out all that noise by looking at larger populations yeah um and number two like if you are trying to really prove that for yourself try to have a good baseline Mm. know where you're at as an athlete Mm. know how fast you typically improve at something and just watch the differences there
0: yeah okay one thing i have noticed and and i'm an i'm an well, an average author as well. But if I wear these before, say, a writing session, then I do seem to be able to think more clearly for the writing and more creatively. Are they being used by people in the creative space at all or not so much yet?
1: Not so much yet. So this is interesting. I mean, Halo Sport is, again, a motor cortex stimulator. So what we typically say, we can really improve is anything having to do with, um, mm. movement, again mm. the muscles. Mm. Uh, that being said, I mean, the, um, the air force research lab in the States actually just published a paper using Halo sport wow. that saw improvements in multitasking. Mm. Um, so there's this task called the mat B, which, um, is basically a simulator of, of what a, a pilot sees as they're flying a plane. Um, and there's a lot of different inputs and a lot of different movements and, and actions you have to do. Mm. Um, so, you know, something that if you asked me a couple years ago, I don't know if I would have said Halo Sport could have improved multitasking and focus. Because
0: it's f- um, focusing on the cortex. Yeah. It's a different part of the brain. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft.
1: People tend to think it's the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex right up here that would um, yeah. impact more of that focus and multitasking. Right. Um, and creativity too. So, whereas you can, uh,
0: you can use this to learn guitar better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, musicians are uh, a huge customer base for us. Right. Um, which is really interesting because it's, it's not a group that we are really talking to too much yeah. uh, in, our, in our marketing. Yeah. But they saw all of what we were saying around athletics and right. put the pieces together themselves. So they they came to us and were like, you know, we're you see, this, athletes this, in our own way. We this makes train sense. every day, we practice.
0: Yeah, this makes sense to me because, um, you know, like a draw sequence on a secondary weapon, you know, you'd want to make sure that your hand's in the right position, that the, the, that you've broken the thumb catch in the same position that the weapon comes out in line with the body and then is brought up in front of the line of sight at the same point, you know. So it's all it's all muscle control and a reflex. And it's the same as learning guitar, I guess, is that your hands have to be in a certain position at a certain time through a certain pattern of movement that you're, even though it could be quite, there's other stuff going on as well because it's quite creative with the sounds. But, you know, mm-hmm. I can see why there's a, yeah, I can see how it would be beneficial. In fact, I've got a couple of old guitars out the back, which everyone sort of teases me about because I haven't been able to play them. So I'm thinking about doing a couple of hours a week using this and, and just learning a couple of songs just to, yeah.
1: So uh, one study I was actually just reading. uh, So I'm going to do double
0: unders while playing guitar. There you go.
1: (laughs) Um, but no, but on the creativity side, I mean, I, I was just reading a study that was showing TDCS, um, was able to improve creativity in musicians, but reason being it was first able to improve technical proficiency. Um, and so there's a lot of thought behind, you know, first you have to get to a certain level of automatic movement. Yeah. And once movement's automatic, then it's time to really unleash the creativity part.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Australia is, is a very like uh, performance thinking Mm. country from just like a lot of the research that's out there and Mm. uh, specifically like on the endurance side so i think it's good to be asking Mm. questions around the endurance front
0: yeah and we're and we're early adopters of of things and we have a huge crossfit you know yeah population yeah what's the future for for halo neuroscience where is where do you see it going in the future
1: yeah so halo neuroscience is you know, largely a brain stimulation company. Mm. Um, What you see is Halo Sport and that's our first product. Mm. Uh, So a a few different things. I mean, as we touched on a little bit, um, stimulating different parts of the brain could improve different areas of behavior, cognition, perception. Um, So again, what you see is our first product. We will create other products stimulating different parts of the brain to improve different areas of cognition. Awesome. Um, And then beyond that, you know, coming from, uh, you know, both our founders being doctors, uh, we are very medically minded mm. as a company. So it takes a long time, but looking ahead in the future, we definitely see ourselves in the medical space. to be some um, helping middle people with stroke, yeah. helping depression. So
0: there'll be um, some medical application for it.
1: Yeah, which is huge. I mean, everything from <laughs> rehab on um, the athletic and military side to you know helping stroke patients relearn movements that they've lost.
0: I wonder if there's any application for post-traumatic stress that sort of thing.
1: There have been a, uh, preliminary data looking at it. Um, mm. Again, that would be more prefrontal cortex stimulation as opposed mm. to motor cortex. Mm. But uh, things helping memory, mood, mm. um, things, things like that that are often lost due to PTSD, as well as like brain injury.
0: How how often can I wear this? How often can I use this per per week?
1: You can use it every day. Yep. Um, only limitation is once a day. Okay. Um, or actually once, and then it'll the app will actually lock you out for eight hours. Oh, I didn't know so that. So you have to wait eight hours in between using.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I crank it right up so I can feel it burning. Is that bad?
1: <laughs> no, that's 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 good. I, we I always say go as high as you can without yep. it being distracting. Yeah. Um, so it goes from a one to a ten in amplitude. That whole range is going to be functional. Yeah. But
0: the higher you go, you will get slightly more out of it. Yeah, and is there a um oh is there Danny, is there a sort of time of day where this is most optimal to use? Like I get up I usually train at say uh five o'clock in the morning. Um well I get up at five and I train at five thirty and I put this on ten minutes after I get up. So so by five thirty I'm ready to go. It, or would it be better to use this in the evening? Because I know there's there's different studies on what on, on what you can learn and what you can't learn depending on depending on the time of day. I,
1: I don't think there's really an optimal time necessarily. Mm. Um, you know, if you use it at a time when you're typically not learning that well, then we'll make those repetitions more valuable as well. Mm. I will say, just I, I think it's very important to be using Halo when you're in. Um, when you're feeling good, you don't want to be using this if you're just going through the motions and mm. um, you're not really deliberate in your in your movements. Because you're reinforcing because, bad practice. Again, yeah, we don't want to reinforce bad practice. So, you know, I will say if you're waking up, you're feeling a little sick, you don't, you're don't, you not really with it, um, mm. take the day off. Again, mm. we, don't, we don't want to be ingraining those movements that day.
0: Yeah. And so I've seen some good results from sprinters with these doing, uh, doing power work in particular. Mm-hmm. It's, it amazes me that, Something that is stimulating the brain is making them more powerful.
1: Yeah. So, this, you know, the the skill and technique side, I think, is a little bit easier for people to understand sometimes because that is Mm. more of that traditional concept of learning a skill. Yeah. Um, But strength and power is very much governed by the brain. Mm. So, muscles get a lot of attention. People think the bigger the muscle, the more strength, the more power. And that's true to some extent.
2: Mm.
1: But that muscle, Can't do anything without your brain recruiting it. Mm. So that's actually something that you learn every time you're in the gym, every time you're training, you're learning to recruit that muscle in a more effective way. Yeah. Um, You know, you can probably think of someone who looks much scrawnier than someone else, but can just somehow output a lot more force. Yeah. And that's because the person's very, very good at recruiting the muscle that they have. Yeah. Um, And then on the power side, it gets even more interesting. It's about recruiting the correct muscle fiber. Mm. It's about recruiting fast twitch muscle fiber when you need it. Mm. Um, again, something that people don't always think about as a learning process, but it really is.
0: Mm. Do, you, do you have your own set of these?
1: Yeah, of course. Everyone yeah. here at Halo has their own set.
0: Are they gold embossed with your name on it or something like that?
1: Uh, I wish. That's a good idea. Uh-huh.
0: And so what do you, you particularly use them for, mate?
1: Uh, yeah, so I still play a lot of basketball. I mean, not mm. professionally or anything, but I'm in a couple leagues and mm. I, I play about you know three or four times a week. Oh, wow. um, cool. So I use it for basketball skill training. Um, for me, what I my kind of moment when this all clicked for me is um, I've just never been able to use my left hand in basketball, mm. which you know, studying neuroscience, I always knew that was something neurological. It's not like my hand muscles are all that different than my right hand. Um, but I just couldn't figure out how to put the pieces together. Yeah. So that's what I've really been focused on using Halo and, um, it's helped pretty incredibly. Like I I won't say I'm an expert with my left hand still, but I can at least feel comfortable going to the left, feel comfortable making a left-handed layup, which for me was amazing because I played basketball my whole life. That is cool. So
0: Yeah. yeah, I might try something like that. So I can, um, yeah, so so there's there's things that you can do with the right side of the brain, obviously, but you if you then try and learn to do things, you know, like writing, for instance, with the left side of the brain. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't make sense. With your left mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. With your left hand, yeah. Yeah.
1: The other just really interesting use case there is, um, you know, we work with a lot of pro shooters and, and some people in the military are starting to do this too, but really using Halo for offhand shooting. Yeah. Um, because that's that makes obviously sense. so challenging, but yeah. it's needed. Yeah, um, so we can help accelerate that process.
0: Yeah, especially, and you may or may not know this, but some people's um, dominant eye might be their left eye, and they might be right-handed, which means that they they there's a there's a different problem there for them with pistols because they have to take the, mm. they have to take the pistol across their face. Yeah. Um, so what, one last question: um, what what age? Is this safe for any age, like the forming adolescent brain, you know, kids, you know, if you, if you wanted to teach some, some, you know, 10, 15, 10 to 15 year olds, you know, certain skills and stuff, could they be using this or is it not, or is it something that you haven't studied or wouldn't study?
1: Yeah. So right now, Halo Sport is just 18 and up. Right.
0: Um, Which even in itself is 18 is still, I mean, your brain is still being formed into your 20s, you know.
1: Right, right. So it's not, again, it's not so much of a safety issue here, mm. we don't think. You know, there's not that much difference between a 17-year-old brain and an 18-year-old brain. Mm. Um, the, the thing is, there's just not that much research at all looking at people under 18. Mm. And part of the reason for that is just the way that research is created is typically looking at 18 and up because mm. um, of consent and things like that. I
0: bet the Russians are doing it.
1: <sighs> Maybe. So, yeah, there well, they're are starting to look at younger ages, looking at 16, 17. Right. Um, I will say that there's a big difference between that and putting it on a five-year-old's brain. Mm. That, I would say, absolutely just um, mm. there's no reason for. Mm. And part of it is is a child's brain is so plastic as it is. Mm. You know that's why kids can pick things up so quickly, mm. um, can learn foreign languages so quickly, because mm. their brain is so so plastic, so moldable. Mm. Um, and so part of what we're doing is uh, putting your brain into a state that's a little bit more childlike, a little yeah. bit more able to pick things up.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, putting on a child's brain that's already that plastic, you just don't really know what the effects would be there.
0: As a as a neuroscientist, have you? you obviously, you know, understand that addiction and everything has to do with dopamine and, and all those sort of things. Um, I sound really intelligent then. Uh, <laughs> but with regards to something like the the Halo Sport, you know, is is it able to be used or, or is there another, another product that will come out where you might be able to stop people from being addicted to things?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's a lot. Am I taking you down a path? Of- I'm taking you down a path. You don't
0: want to go down. <laughs>
1: And that's a very big area of TDCS research is right. looking at, um, breaking adi- addiction, yeah. um, substance, substance abuse. Yeah. And yeah, again, part of the reason is a lot of what that, um, addiction is, is, is like maladaptive plasticity. Your brain has learned through connections to like need something. Right. Um, and, and yeah, people often talk about dopamine, and the chemicals involved in there, but, um, Chemicals are really just a way for the neurons to act in an electrical manner. So while well, we're not affect, uh, directly going to affect the dopamine in, in the brain. Um, we still are going to affect those connections and, and help break some of those connections that have right. been broken.
0: So you could, I mean, the halo sport could be used when, when people feel like they, they, they need that rush or whatever, they could just use this anyway and then train. And perhaps there's a second-order effect of that um, plasticity happening as well
1: perhaps again motor motor cortex wouldn't be so involved mm. in um, addiction mm. that again would live more in the prefrontal cortex
0: mm. yeah, there's a lot of a um, lot of I mean I've heard you say that a few times and there's a lot I guess there's a lot of things that we don't understand about the brain, isn't there?
1: We're always learning more yeah yeah i mean we we've definitely discovered quite a bit, but um I'll be the first to say like there's there's a ways to go
0: yeah, cool where can people where can people get these in Australia, do you know? Any ideas? On my website? Yep.
1: Uh, HaloNero.com.
0: Yeah, I, I really I really like them and I, I am an early adopter of things. And even when I didn't hear back from from Halo, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to... Because, I mean, you ask, you get people asking you for free shit all the time. and I, I, I'm just going to buy them and, and try them. And I was really impressed with it, actually. I was impressed with the packaging. Um, the unboxing experience was great. And the first time I used them, I was like, yeah, this this is legitimate I, just, I didn't have a long enough run of them to to see just, just how good they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an aging sort of athlete as well, I find that if I don't train for a few weeks and then I do a big block of training, I, I actually do get better very fast. Yeah. Um, so, so sometimes I wonder, well, are these actually working or is this me doing this? You know, it's like you said, the N plus ones are hard. You know, it's a hard thing to ascertain whether or not they're having the desired effect.
1: Yeah, and we don't want to take all the credit, of course. We just want to be uh, you know a piece of that puzzle.
0: Yeah. What is the the best outcome you've heard of someone using these? Who's had some amazing results? Give me an idea. I mean, these would be awesome for golf. I can already tell that.
1: Yeah, so a lot of golfers are seeing amazing results. I think what's really cool about golf is a lot of people, especially older golf, golfers, Yeah. Um, first need to like unlearn their bad form before right. they can learn proper form. Yeah. But you hear a golfer said all the time that they've just had thousands and thousands of repetitions that have been with this really crappy form. Yeah. So there's an unlearning process before the learning process and Halo could actually help with both sides of that. Well, I've not, which I think is
0: I've not got that, really cool. I've not got that background. So I haven't done that much golf. So what I'm thinking is going and getting a few lessons and then just using these before I get there. So that I, so, yeah. yeah.
1: It's great. I mean, another story that I love is, um, so Andrew Talansky is, was one of the best U.S. cyclists a couple of years ago, mm. professional cyclist. And he made the decision to retire from cycling and take up Ironman triathlon. Mm. Um, so of course has the cycling side down, but he's never swam and never run. Mm. Um, I mean, maybe when he was a kid or in high school, but not since then. So for him, like just perfect use case using Halo to learn swim technique to learn run technique. Mm. Um, and in his first year, I mean, he's already dominating, doing great, which is which yeah. is really awesome.
0: And so, they're good for swimming as well,
1: yeah, for sure. A lot of swimmers, again, so technique based, yeah. Um, oh, god, uh, yeah, people see great results.
0: I already, oh, I'm already cringing. I've got a race coming up in a couple of months, I'm not ready for, and it's like getting closer and closer. Cool, Danny. Yeah, you got a
1: perfect product for right next oh, year, there
0: plate. you go. <sighs> Thanks Danny, I really appreciate your time. Just when you thought you didn't need another jacket, along comes the Kill Capture Pathfinder jacket. I could bore you with all of the Spec Ops design features, but what you really want to know are the benefits of owning this piece of tough luxury. Well, you'll walk into any room and immediately dominate it. If you're wearing it for business casual, you'll close the deal. Wearing it to a sporting event, and your team's gonna win. It's light, so you can pack more things in your grab bag. And it's tougher than you are too, which let's face it, that's pretty cool, because not much else is. It comes in a military grade Pelican case and has a tracking beacon included, because your nemesis is gonna try and take it from you and you'll wanna monitor that. It's a jacket of choice for Mad Dog Mattis, the actor Dan McPherson, Nick Warner, the former head of ASUS, and I've got one too. Go to the site www.killcapture.com and use the coupon code team australia all capitals you'll love the after-sale service the quality and the styling of this limited edition special operator jacket i wear mine with jeans and a t-shirt for the weekend rides on my norton commando occasionally with a dress shirt pants when i go to tequila bars i'll be wearing it to this year's book launch too pick yourself one up today that's www.killcapture.com that's capture with a k